For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. And we know it's not morning everywhere. So good evening, good afternoon, and good night to all of you. I am Michael Stelzner and my co-host today is Kim Reynolds. And this is the show for marketers who are wondering what just happened, <laughs> who are like sticking their head out the window and things are flying by so fast they can't even make sense out of what everything is. We grab those things. We explain what those things are. We bring the experts on to talk about those things so you don't have to do all the hard work. And by the way, this show is made possible by Social Media Marketing World 2018, the event you need to get a ticket to. Let yeah. me tell you a little secret. If you visit smmw18.com, we have a brand new ticketing option. And guess what? It's only $197, people. You're the first in the world to find out about it. SMMW18.com. Now there's no excuse for you not to attend. All right. On today's wow. show, we are going to explore a lot. Uh, first of all, our first segment, we've got Luria Petrucci coming on to talk about Facebook Live Video Producer. What? And a bunch of other cool video-related stuff. In our second segment, Jeff C. will be coming on to talk about Instagram Live with friends. Yes, you heard me right. It's now available. In the third segment, Carlos Gill will be joining us to talk about a bunch of cool stuff with Snapchat. In particular, you can share links now into Snapchat and you can share links to allow people to leave Snapchat and lots of other breaking news. All right. Um, two requests. Number one, share this, please, on whatever platform you're, you're watching on. We would love a share. Number two, have you checked out our brand new episodic documentary called The Journey? If you haven't, you got to watch it. I'm a little biased because I'm the central character in this show. And of course, Kim and a bunch of other people from Social Media Examiner are supporting actors in this show. But it is an incredible show. We're getting such positive feedback. You can find it at journey.show on YouTube, or you can go to our page on Facebook. All right. With that, let's bring screen sharing up. And we're going to bring on our first guest, which is Luria Petrucci. And in my opinion, she is one of the leading experts in the world on live video, especially if you're looking to do a show or anything complex like that. Luria, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. And by the way, huge, 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 huge congrats on the journey. Thank you so much. Well, awesome. and you know, um, you may be in a future episode there, Luria. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. All right. So we've, we've got some awesome news uh, that is speculatory news, I would imagine, on this new thing called um, Live Video Producer. Mm -hmm. um, tell us what it is. And for those that are not seeing the visuals, kind of maybe walk through what we're looking at and uh, yeah. take it away. Okay. So Facebook Live Producer is... Well, basically the ability to bring on graphics and interviews and more pro features 
right from the Facebook browser, right from your browser on Facebook.com. So right now you can actually go live from Facebook, from your browser, and you just hit post or live video. And it's just like creating a new post and it opens up a new screen. So this, what they're rolling out right now is the ability to add graphics, uh, images, lower thirds, like the things that sh- you know you put on the video to have your name and your URL. Um, you can even bring in interviews. You have the ability to have five different um, formats of your video. For example, just you on full screen like you normally would. Uh, side by side with an interview, you can have up to four people, it looks like, maybe. Wow. Um, do, you think, and do you think it'll support multiple people? cameras too? I I don't. I don't think so. No, okay. I'm going to guess that it's only a single camera. Um, you would need some additional hardware for it to even see that. So uh, my my here's the thing. I, this is a lot of features for a web browser to be able to handle. Right. Um, and so I think it's really exciting that they're adding some stuff to the Facebook Live Native, uh, you know, uh, live video component, but. Here's what you kind of need to know. The more you ask a browser to process, um, you're asking the browser and the cloud to process a whole lot of information here, especially if you add four people or at least four cameras, quote unquote, which could be two people and uh, two, you know, images or things like that. So if you're asking it to do a lot, you're asking it to do a lot of stuff. And so it's possible that, you know, while it maybe has the capability that you run into constant issues with it, like buffering, crashing, lip sync issues, things like that. So I want you to be aware of that going in. However, it's easy, obviously. Uh, you have a lot of features here and let, it's yeah, a great me, place to start. Let least. me add a couple things to this story. First of all, this has been discovered by um, uh, by the next web, I believe. So this is not officially rolled out everywhere yet. You can right. see if you have it by going to facebook.com slash live slash producer. And let me ask you this question, Luria. What's stopping Facebook with from coming out with a standalone app that does all this stuff? Nothing, right? Uh, nothing stopping them, no. I mean, but at the same time, it's not their... It's not their forte, you know, so they are working very, very closely with a select few, you know, partners. They work with a lot of different partners and third party apps that already have all of these features um, in app form. So they I don't I don't think that they would screw that those relationships over. And why would they get into all the hardware and the apps and software that's needed to really do it well? So I'm looking at the. And, and by the way, you know, um, this is, first of all, pretty exciting for a lot of us because oh, yeah. this presumably will be free and it will allow us to do really, really cool things, us being anyone. And yeah. I'm zooming in on this sh- this picture we're looking at right here, and I can clearly see that you can add multiple video devices and um, it actually allows you to invite guests on the screen too, which is really cool. So right now we're using some technology called Crowdcast, right? Which allows us to kind of do the same thing. It's web browser based. And I'm, you know, we pay $89 a month for this software. And it'd be really fascinating if this software just kind of empowers 
entry-level show producers, right? Just imagine, yeah, absolutely. imagine yeah. somebody who doesn't really have the budget for a huge amount of equipment and stuff and they can mm-hmm. jerry-rig an iPad and an iPhone in their, their computer, you know, to kind of create a little studio for next to nothing. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I actually think it's absolutely fascinating that they would do something like this. I'm almost wondering whether they've acquired a company uh, and maybe this is the sign of something coming. I don't know. What do you think, Laria? Yeah, I kind of wonder the same thing. Um, and, you know, it, it, you never know with Facebook, right? They are putting so much time and so much money and so much effort into live right. on their platform. So I, I guess I can't say it's out of the question that they would have, you know, acquired and that they're working towards their own platform. Right. But at the same time, it's, um, I always kind of think that they'll keep it at least a little bit more simple. But the interesting thing is if you look at scenes, it says add scene down there at the bottom. Right. Um, this allows you to kind of stack features, right? And so like one thing could, it, you, you have multiple things, you know, the ability to have those different camera angles, like the side-by-side, maybe plus some overlay graphics, things like that. So it, it has a lot of features, which is really incredible. And I'm hoping, like my biggest concern here is the processing of all of this, because this is a lot of video processing. Right. So if they're putting effort into the cloud and the, you know, the, the browser performance, like the cloud performance really of the processing, I mean, holy cow, that could be very interesting. So to do something like this right now, what kind of software would we need? Are we talking things like Wirecast and, and other pieces of software like that to accomplish some of the things that it appears that this thing is going to be able to do? Yeah, typically this is the kind of stuff you see in Wirecast, vMix. Um, Ecamm has some of it um, and they're coming out with more. Like Ecamm is actually working on interviews uh, now. Uh, so yeah, the software that you see all of this stuff is more sophisticated, what I call level three or four um, live streaming setups. So cool. uh, yeah, th- those are some of the most popular ones. And it says uh, here again to get to it, facebook.com slash live slash producer. So we got a couple other news items we want to jump into. Uh, Let's go to the next screen. So uh, your partner, David Foster, was the one that first discovered this. Tell us us what exactly uh, he discovered and let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so now Facebook is supporting 4K uploaded videos. So this doesn't, uh, this isn't affecting live just yet, but we could talk about that. Um, but yeah, so he's been uploading and shoot, he's been shooting and uploading 4K videos on his Geeks Live channel, um, for quite a while now. And they've only been displaying it at 1080. Hmm. And so all of a sudden this week, bam, there's the 4K option to actually view it in 4k that's pretty cool um and um according to TechCrunch, they said this could be a really big deal for the facebook watch platform because now all of a sudden you've got sporting events and science and travel and fashion because like i have direct tv and i have one 4k channel okay that's it so if facebook starts coming out with all these 4k channels and they've got an app on a smart tv or they uh, just imagine where this could be going, right? We could begin to see the signs of where this is all going, which is direct to living room with 4K quality because, you know, that's that's pretty fascinating. What's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And you, you, like Facebook Watch is is one part of this. Everything in Facebook Watch is done and shot at high quality. Right. So that's one thing to be aware of. Um, second thing is their app. The, the TV app is in its beginning stages, but I can see it going so much further. Yep. So their goal, as far as I can tell in everything that they've been saying over the, this last year, is that 2018 is going to be a big, 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 push to getting Facebook content recorded and live onto your TV so that they are competing with the cable channels and Netflix. Cool. Kim, go to the next slide. Um, the uh, For those of you that have Netflix, even Netflix has limited 4K content. It's pretty much just Netflix originals for the most part that are that are in 4K. So this is an example of uh, another screenshot that we saw that allows you to see the 2160, um, which is ultra high definition uh, standard. So um, go ahead. By the way, just, just to answer Tim in, in the comments, he's asking, it, it, does it display SD by default? Uh, Facebook does do kind of uh, algorithm or like just kind of smart uh, display so that whatever your connection can handle, right. uh, that's what it'll display at. I'm really excited about this next news item. Uh, we announced recently that Vimeo had acquired Livestream and now they birthed the baby called <laughs> Vimeo Plus. So let's go ahead and look at that image, Kim, um, and tell us about this camera and what we can do with this thing because this is they're calling this a live event camera. What in the world is this thing? So Mevo has actually been around for a long time. Uh, this new version is Mevo Plus, which is faster, stronger, and more reliable. So uh, Mevo, if you're not familiar with this camera, it is a small fit in your pocket. Well, guys, guys' pockets, not girls' pockets. <laughs> I knew you would get you would laugh at that, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is a 4K camera. Um, it, it'll record in 4K. It's a 150 wide angle lens, a degree wide angle lens, and it'll stream in 1080 to Facebook, YouTube now, Periscope now. So that's like the plus is adding some additional features. Um, and so now it picture. also does Android as well as iOS. We've got a couple slides on this. Um, um, and so, yeah, yeah talk to is, us about what we're really looking at here. Sorry. Yeah. Talk to us about what we're looking at here with all these cool little angles and stuff. Yeah. So this is the the killer feature of Mevo. It's not just one camera, even though it is one camera, but the app itself allows you to create multiple camera angles from that single camera. Because it's in 4K, if you use the app to zoom in and create different camera angles, then you can actually switch between, you know, nine different camera angles and have a high quality production. So as you're looking at here in this music, you know, band kind of scenario, you can have a wide angle shot of the entire band, you can zoom up to the drummer. You can zoom up to the guitar player. You can zoom up to their face versus their instrument. I mean, you can do whatever you want. And it'll actually, it has a smart mode, like an auto mode, and it'll track motion based on um, if you put it in that mode. It's the coolest cool. thing ever. Uh, and if we go to the next slide, it's this also shows you some of the smart tech inside here. Um, maybe describe what we're looking at here. And by the way, because this is 4K, even though you know it streams in 1080p, 4K is like 4X the amount of stuff, right? So it's it's literally looks great, even though it's just filming from one thing because it's dynamically like showing different parts of it. Is that is that how it works, Luria? 
Yeah, it's it's pulling in digitally, you know, so you have the 4K, it's pulling in using this. If you use the app, it actually, um, it's a higher processing uh, ability to pull in and grab a higher quality image of the faces. Obviously, if you were to do that in like editing software, where you're using a 720p camera or 1080p camera, zooming in actually degrades the quality. But the way they have it set up in the software is, uh, the hardware really, um, is so that it's more on the optical side so that it's pulling in a higher quality version. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're looking at it auto-detecting faces. And I'm wondering if it even auto-detects voices and knows to switch between these two. Do you know if it's that sophisticated? Because I know it's got some sort of auto feature. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I don't think that it that it detects based on the voice. Um, that would be an interesting thing and not out of the question for them to add. Uh, but it definitely can track um, like motion. So if she were to get up and move, it would track her. That's amazing because normally you would need a cameraman to do that, right? I mean, you need, yeah, you need exactly. to, this is kind of like an automated cameraman on a stick, really, right? I mean, and it's, <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy because here's some of the specs. They say you can be 100 feet away from the camera. Um, it uses um, – it's wireless, which is kind of cool. And um, it does um, cut, pan, and zoom. So, and how much is this thing, Luria? And do you have one of the old ones or one of the new ones? Yeah, we have lots of the old ones. <laughs> we actually did our NAB stream that we did uh, like all day for four days straight from NAB this year. We used all Mevos. Wow. So it was a more sophisticated version of, of all of that. But yeah, so I, I love the Mevos. I think they're a great tool. It's $500 that, that would offer you the wireless streaming. Now, if you get the boost... Um, which is an accessory for 250, you get, um, you, you do like um, 10 hours of battery life, plus you can actually connect via Ethernet to be hardwired. Mm, very cool. And, and the old one has got, is dropped down to 299. And I would imagine that's a heck of a deal for that old one, right? I mean, it's more than sufficient, I would imagine, for most people's needs, right? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great solution for a lot of people. Now, I mean, if you, you know, what you can't do here is add graphics and stuff. So that's the one thing that you need to be aware of is you're not going to be doing like online interviews or graphics, things like that. Awesome. Luria, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom and insight with us. Why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about you and all the great things you've got going on? Sure. You can find me at livestreamingpros.com and we're live every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Thank you, Luria. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Bye, Luria. Okay, folks. By the way, Luria will also be at Social Media Marketing World. So if you um, want to meet Luria and a lot of the other live video pros, you definitely want to check her out. It's an absolutely amazing event that has just more than I could ever possibly talk about. Um, and we we do have so much cool stuff going on. All right. I'm going to be bringing on our next guest here. Yeah. So back to social media marketing world. Uh, check it out by visiting smmw18.com, smmw18.com. All right. Let's move to our next screen share. Our next guest is none other than Jeff C., who works with us on our social team. And Jeff um, is going to tell us about something that just dropped a few days ago called Instagram Live with Friends. So, Jeff, let's start with describing what the heck it is. And then we can talk about your experience using it. Yeah. Instagram Live with Friends is actually you can do an Instagram Live 
with a guest. And it is very, very cool. Uh, Eric Fisher and I have been waiting for this feature for a long time. And it came out this week. And it's very exciting. Works really, really well. Um, okay. Keep the, talking. The bottom, yep. Yeah. The bottom line is, is now you can just, and it's, and it's super simple, you can bring on a guest to your Instagram Live. Um, and we're seeing some screens right here of how easy it is. All you do is if you, when you're going live, you see a friend, you tap on add them and they get a notification and they can come on right below you. So what happens is are your crop to a square uh, aspect, aspect ratio and they come on right below you and you can have a conversation. And um, it's really that simple. Um, Eric and I used it with, uh, we actually used our little uh, AirPods and people could hear us. There wasn't any delay. Uh, there was no really glitches. I mean, Eric was actually outside huh. uh, using his phone. And so it worked really, really well. Now, is this a similar experience to what um, we've had on Facebook where we can invite a guest on, except that it's in vertical video and you guys, one of you is on the top and one of you is on the bottom. Is it pretty much the very same experience, Jeff? Yeah, it, it's it's similar. Um, and you see Eric here scolding me. But like on <laughs> the, the – um, the one on Facebook, it's that picture in picture where it's kind of over your shoulder right. and nobody I know likes that for a horizontal video. Right. And so this just works really well. Um, it reminded both of us a little bit of doing periscopes um, because the comments are scrolling by pretty fast. If you look at the screen right here, it's really small when you first start out. If you tap the screen, your comments will expand to like the top of your window. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit easier to read and you can scroll back and forth there. Um, the other cool thing is discovery is really cool. Um, when somebody um, who you follow is going live with a friend, you'll see two circles up at the top. Uh, they're stacked together in, the, in your stories bar, and then you just tap on it to watch, and then you can comment and follow along. But you can really tell when somebody now is uh, going live with a friend because of this, this icon that you see that is so different from anything else in the stories. So, so um, real quick question here. Um, when you are thinking about adding a friend, it looks like a friend list pops up. Maybe we could show that image down a little further, Kim. And is it just pretty – you just pretty much add them and then a few seconds yeah. later they pop up? I mean, is that generally how it works? Yeah, that's all it is. It, it gives you – there's a little delay when I – because Eric invited me on, so I was the guest. And so there's a little delay. I kind of got that circle like sometimes when you're uploading a story right. of kind of the loading thing. And then boom, I was in and we started the conversation. Now, so does it go to um, your story and his story? Uh, no, it only goes to the person who created it. But my friends get notified as well. So ah. um, I, so when, when the status icon for live broadcast, it gets sent out to the friend – of networks of both the the host and the guest. And so you get a big, a lot larger uh, group. Cause I noticed friends that have nothing to do with the social media examiner jump on this call as well. So I know that does work. Now, the other thing, real quick, ahead. remember that Instagram now goes to Facebook stories, right? So start thinking through this whole thing, right? So we've got Instagram live with friends. Go ahead. Do you have, will you have any comments on that? Yeah. The thing, the thing we noticed about that, Eric and I still don't have that feature where we can share it to our Facebook story. TechCrunch did say that that's, that is possible, um, but we weren't able to test that. Got the it. thing is, is once it's, once you're do once you're done with your Facebook live, you can um, save it. The, the host can save it to their, um, their story for 24 hours, or they can delete it just like a normal story. The thing is there's no option to save it. So you can't uh -huh. download it. It doesn't go to your, uh, your photo roll or whatever. 
And so that's kind of a limitation because, you know, a lot of people would want to repurpose this or even use, they could do it as a podcast if they could get that video. But so far that feature is not enabled. And, but you can do that when you go live on Instagram without a guest. Is that what I hear you saying? So that could, that could screw up your ability to save. Is that what I hear you saying at this point? I don't think you, yeah, I don't think you can, um, even with, I, and, and I'm not, somebody can tell me in the comments, but I'm pretty sure you can't download, maybe you can on Instagram live. I'm not a hundred percent sure. We just tested it for this because we were thinking, you know, this would be cool for podcasters or people wanted to share it in different places, even put it to YouTube if they wanted to. And we don't have that ability as of now. Obviously, uh, the camera effects work on uh, Instagram live with a friend. We're looking at a picture of some camera effects here uh, with some gal with some crazy eyes and glasses (laughs) and a guy with crazy eyebrows. I don't think you guys did any of that stuff. Wait, no. go back to go back to our example. Maybe it's possible that they put the beard effect on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric needs one. No, I'm sorry, Eric. You said Eric. It might have gone a little overboard on one of you. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anything else that we need to know about this? Like, what happens when it's done? I think there is another picture here. Does it just? Yeah, yeah go ahead. This is me. This is me as the guest. It just says thanks for joining and done. So there's nowhere for me to save it. That's why I wanted to show this screen. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, I mean, it's, I think it's very, very cool to use the, the, um, um, I just, if, the way you can find out if you have it or not, that was what I was going to tell you about is that it has to be the Instagram version 20. So if you don't have it, go update your, uh, your app and make sure you have version 20 and you can't really tell if you can go live or not until you actually go live and you see that double, um, kind of a smiley face icon down at the bottom right. And that's where you can click on it, invite a friend. Now, Instagram is telling us that you can bring on guests over and over. So like you can first bring on guest A and then when that guest leaves, you can bring on another guest. So start thinking about creative ways that you could do like ask me anything on, on Instagram live, right? You could very easily bring a guest on, especially if you have a decent size Instagram following and you could just go ahead and, and bring the next guest on and so on and so forth. And just, you know, have a lot of fun with this. You said it kind of reminded you of blab. I think it'd be really exciting if you could bring on more than one guest. How cool would it be if there was like a host, a co-host and then a guest? I mean, I could see, I could see that coming. Don't you think Jeff? Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, being able to rotate people out, because just think of this as a marketing standpoint, you're notifying all those audiences. So right. you are sharing audiences with all the people who follow you already on Instagram. If you're a, a podcast host or something, you know, getting some of those big influencers on your channel that would announce, I mean, it just, it just, there's some really cool possibilities there. So you can, you know, you can delete yourself or you can, you know, you can leave the, the show if you, you're feeling uncomfortable or so you can rotate people out or they can leave themselves. So it's very, very cool. Well, you guys, uh, Eric and Jeff break news on our Facebook channel. Now you guys could co break news on our Instagram channel with this. Is that kind of what you guys are thinking? Yep, we're going to go everywhere. Um, we'd love it if they would open up the API so we could use like crowd, I mean, like a wirecast and do it all at once. But yeah. we're probably going to do the same thing like we do with Periscope. So we go, we break news on Facebook, then we go and we go and break news on Periscope. And now we're going to break news on Instagram. Very so. cool. Very cool. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody where they can discover more about all the cool things you've got going on? Well, do you want me to talk well, about Slack? So yeah, I, yeah. I you know what? Hold on, I'm slacking here. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go to. I'll the, leave if you want. You can no, no, you no, want. no. Let's go to the next okay. screen here. Okay, yeah. So, okay, I forgot. Slack has introduced something brand new called interactive screen sharing, and I'm like, what? So obviously, this is the desktop version of Slack, which I didn't even realize there was such an app. But tell us what we're looking at here, and what can this thing do? 
Yeah. So what you if, do what exactly it says, it says share control of your screen and you can share control of your screen now on a call in Slack. And so Eric and I use Slack every day and we make most of our calls over Slack. It's just easy for us. Well, now, and this is only with the paid plan and only if you're using the Mac or the PC app, you can't do this on mobile or on um, your like web browser version of Slack. It has to be those dedicated apps. You can click on this button and it's almost like a Google Doc. You know how when you see a lot of people working on a Google Doc together, you'll see things highlighted and they can right. shift things around. It's the same thing. They can, but it's a lot, there's a lot more things you can do with it. You can, you know, add code, they were saying. You can scroll through windows. So once you give control to somebody, you know, they can, they can, you can collaborate together. Sounds like um, Skype. What, it sounds a little bit like Skype with the screen sharing and Google Docs with the collaboration. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes, exactly. It's kind of a mixture of those two. Um, the other thing is, is like, if you don't have control, you can like doodle on it and like, it's like say, Hey, Mike, I want you to, did you, what about this word and circle it and you'll see me highlight it. And then it disappears after about five seconds. Yeah, Kim, let's so show the next screen on that. It's really cool. It's a really cool way to collaborate together. So, um, the people who have used it and it's only for paid plans. So I don't have it since, so cause I'm a cheapskate. Um, <laughs> but, they um, they say it really works flawlessly. They're really impressed with it. There's hardly any delay when you're uh, doing that uh, together or that collaborative mode. So it's very cool. Very, very, very cool. Is this desktop only? It's it's only for the – it is for desktop only because you can only use it when you have the apps. Like the, there's a okay. Mac app and there's a, uh, there's a PC app yeah. that you, you can use Slack in. Okay. Awesome. Jeff, tell us where we can discover more about you. You can always find me on the interwebs at Jeff C. That's I before E, especially in C. And at manlypinterestips.com, where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. See Thank ya. you so much, Jeff, uh, for that awesome share. And we want to remind you folks that this show is brought to you by none other than Social Media Marketing World, the place where you can hobnob with some of the top experts in the world of social media like Jeff, like Luria, and like our next guest, Carlos Gill, who's going to be coming on and sharing some cool news with Snapchat. Now, if you're not already um, someone who gathered your ticket, we have physical tickets, we have virtual tickets, we've got all sorts of other options. You're going to want to check it out at smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. Mr. Carlos Gill, how are you, my man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Folks, if you don't know who Carlos is, he's one of the leading experts in the world in Snapchat, and he's coming to us today to talk about some of the news that released uh, this week on Snapchat. Carlos, take it away. What's new? Yeah, so the biggest update is that now you can share links externally from other websites uh, directly from your iPhone. You can also do this from your Android onto Snapchat. So what that means is if you're on Social Media Examiner and you're reading a blog post that you like, you can now share that out with as many friends as you want over on Snapchat. Uh, for small businesses out there, I think this is really big because you know you can go ahead and share content out directly from your website before you had to just copy and paste one by one. Whereas now, again, with a click of a couple buttons, you can swipe up from uh, from your browser on your iPhone. You can click over to Snapchat and then share content with your friends. So I think the key news here is that they've kind of integrated it into the operating system, right? So that it's just one of those buttons that shows up um, and that you can easily just share, right? Because like I know I'm we're looking at here on the screen, uh, presumably someone's in the Safari browser on a Mac. 
and they open up the little plus arrow thingamajigger and then they've got an option like to copy or to send right. it over messenger and now snapchat is listed in there amongst the options um what's really kind of interesting about this is TechCrunch says that this could become a legitimate source of referral traffic for news and e-commerce sites um prior to this was it complicated to send links in private messages on snapchat Previously, you would you would have to go person by person in order to go ahead and send the link, and that was very time consuming, as you can imagine. If you're connected to a lot of folks on Snapchat, and I think what's great now, especially in our community here with Social Media Examiner, we have so many creators. We have content creators on YouTube. We have you know folks at blog. I literally went through this when this when this feature rolled out a couple of days ago, and I went to one of my videos on YouTube, and just to test it out, I was able to share it with ten people at one time. Wow. And you know, you can literally go through and you can just keep clicking and clicking. I think it's a good way for you, provided that you're building relationships and dialogue with your community on Snapchat. It's a good way for you to get, you know, like TechCrunch mentioned, some extra views, clicks, and, and uh, you know, visitors to your content. External to Snapchat. And is there a limit to how many people you can select? I went through and like I said, I selected about 10, you know, I I didn't start playing around. I I kept clicking. I follow a lot of people on Snapchat as I'm sure you can imagine. And there was no, there was no limit from what I could see. That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, ghost mode. Um, why don't you tell us what this ghost, what, what is ghost mode in general? Just give us a quick update and let's talk about what's changed about ghost mode here in the last couple of days. Uh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm here chuckling because I'm seeing uh, Tim's uh, comment here. Is this the dawn of Snapchat spam? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I was going to say that, that that link share thing, marketers don't mess it up for the rest of the world. But <laughs> You know, marketers mess everything up. So eventually uh, it probably will turn into spam. But no, like I said before, keyword is provided that you are developing a relationship with your audience. I don't think it'll be spam. I think it'll be a great benefit. Now, jumping into ghost mode. I've not been a big fan of Snapchat Maps since it rolled out. However, I got to say, I love the new Snapchat. And I say the new Snapchat in air quotes because I've been playing around with context cards that I believe you guys talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, now with Maps, if you have Maps, you know, whether on or off, you can literally see what's happening in the world around you which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm here in LA and I just saw a couple of different stories from a week and two weeks ago from companies here in this area based on seeing where I'm at on the map. And what's cool about maps from a business standpoint is you can now see who's around your place of business. If you're a networker, if you're a connector like a lot of us out there, you can go into a city if you're you know traveling for work and you can literally see who's in that market and reach out directly to them and, and start having dialogue. So with ghost mode, uh, previously, you could just turn ghost mode on or off. For example, I've kept mine off completely. So you wouldn't be able to see where I'm located on Snapchat. But now, let's say, for example, if I'm at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, I can turn it on and, and then I can toggle whether I want to go ahead and keep it on or off for a period of time. Got it. So I like it looks like this three hour option, because let's say you're going to meet up with some friends, right? And you can just you can you don't have to forget to turn it back off, I guess, is the key thing. Is that kind of the advantage here so that you're meeting up with friends, you're going out to dinner or whatever, you just turn that sucker on and they could locate you because it is pretty accurate geolocation, isn't it? Oh, it's very, very accurate. It's freakishly accurate. If you zoom in, <laughs> you can literally see, like I could see where both Kim and yourself are hanging out right now. So is, is there any kind of marketing advantage to this ghost mode thing? I mean, like when you post stories, are they somehow tied to your location and people can watch the stories or how does that work? 
I don't think from a marketing standpoint, there's, a, there's much of an advantage for the marketer with ghost mode as there is with the individuals, the actual users that right. use it. I think there's more of an advantage. The more that I've been thinking through how brands can use maps itself, there's more of an advantage to having maps. There's more of an advantage for as a company who's creating content to have your Bitmoji turned on so, so people can easily find you. One of the things that Snapchat recently rolled out is once you tap on someone's name now, there's a lot more functionality that's, that's made available. So you can actually see where someone is on their map. Before, if you want to see you know, your entire map, you'd have to start zooming in. But now let's say if I click on you, Mike, on Snapchat, I can, and you have your map turned on, I can see exactly where you're at. I can share your username with my community. I could actually tweet out or put your username on Facebook as well using the share functionality. So, you know, they've definitely taken, let's, let's call it the profile, let's yeah. talk, you know, your user uh, on Snapchat. And now there's much more versatility with what you can do with that. I would say at a conference, this would be an amazing way. Like the San Diego Convention Center is humongous. This would be a really good way to track down one of your friends. Like, you know, they're there, but you don't know where they are. That could become yeah. really handy. I also think there's a data play here for advertisers. I'll bet you that they're tracking everywhere that you're going. And eventually they're going to track people coming in and out of locations of stores. And they're going to be able to use that geolocation data to be able to, t to serve up ads to people that are in certain locations. Don't you think, Carlos? I, I agree. Absolutely. And we've already, we've already seen the partnerships with Foursquare and with Snapchat. So I think once again, this is a, another data play. Awesome. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us for this segment. Why don't you tell everybody where they can discover you and all the cool stuff you got going on? Yeah, you guys can add me at the Carlos Skill on Snapchat. You can also visit my website, which is carlosskill.biz. Thank you, bro. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Kim, over to you for the next segment. Okay. This, uh, this is, we've got PayPal here has now integrated with Facebook and they've formed a partnership. And now about a year ago, it was possible to send payments via messenger with PayPal, but it was only if it was going to be with a business. Now Facebook and PayPal have extended that integration to include peer to peer payments in the US. And I think it's, I mean, it's really awesome. I attempted to download it this morning and send some money to my sister, but I didn't have the functionality yet to use PayPal. But I think it looks like it's going to be even easier to use than using the native PayPal app to send money to friends. And it's, so, uh, we should and clarify, it's specifically using Facebook Messenger. Yes, using Facebook Messenger. And in addition to that, they, PayPal has also rolled out a new customer service bot for Messenger only, which allows customers to um, receive payment and account support directly in the app. But the big, you know, big news here is sending payments between friends within Messenger. And it's super, it's going to be super easy to do now. That's fascinating. I wonder if that already is available for businesses or if that will be available for businesses. Because if you think about the bot side of this, right? Think about right. how you could sell using a bot, you know, and then if you could allow that transaction to actually happen inside of Messenger using an integrated mm -hmm. PayPal account, I think this could be a completely self-contained ecosystem for buying and purchasing goods. It's pretty exciting news. Right. Well, initially, when this rolled out, initially, it was only for businesses. So oh, now see. they've extended it. Yeah. So now they've extended it peer to peer, but it used to just be for businesses uh, that you could it. do payments. Yeah. So smart thinking, but already there. Perfect. Okay. The next story is that Facebook is testing what they're calling a paywall, paywall and subscription support for instant articles. Now, you guys might have noticed a while back, we talked about how Facebook was working with publishers to try to 
um, get them to continue to share their content on Facebook because many of them were not making enough money uh, by sharing, you know, instant articles um, or whatever they call them on Facebook. And now they've got these two options and they're working with a small group of publishers in the United States and Europe. And here's the options. Number one is a metered model where, for example, you get to read up to 10 free stories per month let's say on the Washington Post. And then after that, you have to become a paid subscriber. The other model is a freemium model where certain articles are free and other articles are paid articles. And then you're prompted to become a a subscriber and actually complete that transaction. Currently, they're working with the Boston Globe, uh, The Economist, uh, the San Diego Union Tribune, the Los Angeles Times, the Washington Post, uh, Spiegel, and a number of other publications. So, pretty interesting that Facebook is, you know, supporting and embracing publishers in a pretty major way so that they can hopefully make money off of their service. Right. So next up, we have Facebook, again, looking to monetize. And Facebook is working with select game publishers to develop interstitial and rewarded video ads. And more importantly, in-app purchases within instant games on Messenger. So that's a lot of information just right there. So yeah, and let me just comment you, on this picture here that we're looking at. If you guys haven't tried out inst, um, Messenger um, games. Instant games. Is this Messenger or is this Facebook or is this it's, both? It's Messenger Instant Games. Yeah, they're actually really quite good. They started out looking cheesy, kind of 1980s, you know, retro. But now they're actually pretty darn sophisticated games. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of the, my kids play games on their phones and a lot of these games you have to watch and add, you know, to get rewards for the games. So that's kind of what I think you're talking about with reward ad videos. So what are we looking right. at in this picture here? So what we're looking at here is in the first in the first image, you have your game and then. In the middle, you have an ad. And so most likely this is a situation where in your game, you ran out of lives. And so in return for getting another life in your game, you just have to watch this ad. And um, and then this is the image here for the ad. And then it shows the player going on and finishing playing their game. I think this is kind of so. cool because uh, if you're targeting an audience that's a gamer community, you know, you can get your ads now into these games. And I don't know if these games cost money. I think they're generally free. Um, right. I'm not sure, but I think they're ad supported. So that's pretty cool. Right. And this is going to be pushed out through the audience network. So, of course, you get all of that targeting that you get with Facebook ads. So it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, because who doesn't play games? Well, not everyone plays games, but who doesn't well, want to reach certain people that play games? That's the marketing angle right there. Yeah. Okay. Next story. Facebook has partnered with the automotive industry to sell you cars on Facebook. Who wants to buy a car? <laughs> Do you want, are you willing to buy it on Facebook? Well, guess what? Now you can. Um, they have... This is an ongoing continuation, continuing pattern we're seeing with Facebook partnering with very large content aggregators. In this case, they're partnering with Edmunds, Cars.com, Audition123, and likely others to enable all that car buying data to come directly into the phone. And what's really cool about this is you can do things like browse inventory from auto dealers, um, use special filters to find just what you're looking for, communicate directly with the dealership um, using Facebook Messenger. So, you know, 
I can't even remember all the niches and industries we've been covering, Kim, but it's been pretty substantial, yeah. hasn't it? We've seen yeah. food, now we're seeing automotive. Facebook wants to be in every space. And generally, the way this works is they generally probably do partnerships with these guys for free in the beginning, just because they're trying to train their audience that we are a place where you can come and you can you can get all this great connection with our community. And eventually, they'll, they'll do the switch pitch and they'll say, hey, uh, cars.com, you're going to have to pay us or we're going to have to <laughs> take a piece of the of the pie which I'm sure it's probably both eventually. Um, but this is this is another competitive play to eBay as well. All right, over to you, Kim. Okay. So what we have here is Facebook has released a new desktop app for workplace chat with new features like screen sharing. And they are planning to roll out group video chat with the capability to create virtual conference rooms for up to 50 people in the coming months. Hmm. So right now, the big news is this dedicated app. And I guess the, maybe the best way to describe it is kind of like a Skype, but with screen sharing. Well, um, and this is important. It, Let me cross a couple dots here, Kim. What we're looking at is mm-hmm. a, is an Android and an iPhone with three people live at once. Right in the top, they're square. They're 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 splitting a share grid, and the bottom, it's only in a grid. These again, let me say this again. These are three people live at once. Facebook technology. Connect the mm-hmm. dots. What we were just talking about with Luria earlier, and yes. Jeff, we are moving towards a space where this technology, this ability to go live from multiple locations and communicate with people, is coming. My prediction is this is going to come to the user side of this as well. And we will eventually be able to have many different people live, you know, and perhaps this is where this whole live video thing is going. It's because we're starting to see, starting to see them like the various divisions of the company kind of borrowing from each other. And this is a dedicated app, right? Correct. Yes. And what did we just talk? Yeah, we just talked about how they're rolling out dedicated apps as well. So that's kind of fascinating to see all these dots starting to connect. You know? Yeah, it is. It is. Anything else on this? No, that's about it. You've covered it. Okay, cool. So I was mostly fascinated with the connection between how this could you know play out on the live front. Okay, Mm -hmm. uh, we are now entering into our found in the wild segment. Cue the found in the wild music in your head (laughs) magically. So. both Eric Fisher and myself found two different things related to Facebook stories on the mobile. Uh, what we're looking at here is um, the stories now are hidden in Eric's situation where there's a little tiny down arrow and then the stories show up. And mm-hmm. um, what's kind of cool is when you click that open, then all of a sudden the stories comes. So I kind of like this because it's it's taking up a little less of the of the of the mobile phone device and it's collapsed. Right. Now, I also found another thing that I had not seen before, which is on my mobile phone, there's a little play all button in the upper right above the stories. And if you click the play all button, literally all the stories play as like one contiguous movie or continuous. So does anybody here who's watching right now have a play all button? Because I know not everybody does. I think you do, Kim. But it's definitely a new discovery that I hadn't seen before. So that's pretty cool. So LinkedIn has started with smart messaging. They give you suggestions on how you can reply to, much like Gmail will do in Gmail, where it gives you options to quickly reply with, let's see if I can click out of that. Yeah, and by the, the way, messages. doesn't Messenger do the same thing as well, kind of? Don't they kind of pre-populate yeah. stuff? 
I don't remember Messenger. I don't remember Messenger doing that, but they could. It, it just might be that I don't remember it. But um, this is this new feature here. Um, each time you have a, a message, you're given three possible responses that are contextual and relevant to the conversation. And the smart replies are rolling out globally in English first to, on the LinkedIn mobile app and on the desktop. So... It says that in the future, LinkedIn plans to further personalize these smart replies and beyond just simple replies. And I'm not sure, maybe that will include using the person's name. I'm not positive, but they do plan on rolling it out to more languages also. This next news item is kind of cool. This is from Google and they are expanding what they're calling a booking button to more types of businesses. So um, they've been doing stuff in the beauty space well, actually, they've been doing stuff all over the place. But what's really cool is these booking buttons that can now help your business stand out. So when you're searching Google and um, normally you might see like a map, you know, and pictures of the location, this new button now allows you to actually book an appointment. So we're looking at a barber shop, And when you actually click on that button, it would allow you to actually book that appointment directly within, you know, the, the website that you're in or the, or the app that you're in. Isn't it fascinating how Kim Facebook and Google now are just kind of like streamlining the transactional process of moving people to become customers. I mean, that's good deal for local businesses. Don't you think? Oh, it's excellent news for, for businesses. And, you know, you have everything right here. You've got your reviews and even reviews, reviews from Facebook. So I think this is a great addition And and you can favorite it. It looks like Yep. And this is rolling out in the United States over the next couple of days. And you can go ahead and add it to your Google My Business account by going to google.com slash business. So if you're listening or you have clients that have local businesses, you're going to want to check out whether or not there is any kind of booking option that's available to you. All right. um, Next news item is kind of something fascinating that there's been an ongoing dialogue inside of our social media marketing society about how um, the Explore um, feed that we talked about last week, which is that little rocket ship that you see in the in the side menu on Facebook. Um, it, it, basically, they, not, they announced that last week, and it's a place where you can discover more about people and pages that you do not follow. Well, it turns out that in certain countries, Facebook decided to run a test and move all pages over to the Explore button. So in Sri Lanka, Bolivia, Slovakia, Serbia, Guatemala, and Cambodia, um, all of a sudden, boom, those people, their um, their exposure dropped by 60 to 80%. We happen to have some of those people inside of the Social Media Marketing Society, and they were literally freaking out because they saw all these drops, and we couldn't understand what it was. And Facebook released a official uh, news release and they said, quote, we're, we're, that they have currently been testing, quote, one dedicated space. This is important. Pay attention, people, because this could come to all of us. Testing one dedicated space for people to keep up with their family and friends, another separate space. They're segregating. <laughs> uh, called Explore with posts from pages. Okay, so in those specific markets, it was true that they moved all page content into that Explore button. First of all, most people don't even know that Explore button is there, right? So you got to find it. You got to dig for it. And and pages were literally freaking out. So they're saying, they're saying that this is just a test. 
And the goal, quote, this is officially from Facebook, is to understand if people prefer to have separate places for personal and public content. We will hear what people say about the experience to understand if it's an idea worth pursuing any further. There's no current plan to roll this out beyond these test countries or to change pages on Facebook to pay for their distribution in the newsfeed or explore. Keyword, no current plan. What's your response to this, Kim? <laughs> that means watch out. It's coming. I mean, it should concern all of us, right, that are that are marketers yeah. because um, there may very soon come a day where our page content is not going to be found unless people happen to know where to find it. And that could be exceptionally problematic. Um, I think that the reason they're testing in these smaller countries is because they want to freak out the rest of us. But I think the <laughs> word the word went out pretty, pretty quick, so, so quick that yeah. they actually had to do an official news release on this. Um, and I'm a little concerned. I don't have any reason to believe this isn't going to roll out to all countries. What if they say, hey, people spend more time on Facebook when they don't see pages, so we're not going to show pages anymore? Uh, I mean, let's be honest. They're mostly not showing our pages, <laughs> right? right? I mean, we have over half a million it's Facebook fans and we're lucky to get 26,000 impressions, right? On a, on a good day on a post. What does that mean? That means, that means like 495, you know, 480,000 of them, you know, never see our posts anyways. So, um, you know, I've been saying that there really could come a day where pages are never, ever going to be seen again in the newsfeed. And Unfortunately, I think that day is coming sooner than we had all expected. So, well, and Joel, Joel just nailed it in the comments. Don't build on other people's land, and that is absolutely the truth. Well, so, but at the same time, realize there's there is an option, and it's called pay. So, um, and exactly. the more and more marketers begin to understand that we that they need to understand advertising, the more you know. I think we can become wiser. And you know what? In mm -hmm. the end, as long as we have a way of getting there and it's worth paying for it, I say go for that. Pay. Um, yep. This is why we have so many sessions at Social Media Marketing World dedicated to Facebook advertising, like seven or eight sessions. I think you could literally spend the entire conference staying in Facebook ad sessions because it's such a big deal. Oh yeah. All right, over to you, Kim. Okay, so this this news is about WhatsApp, but it's very speculative. It's unconfirmed, and so I'm just going to give you a little heads up here. There has been WhatsApp's icons for voice and video calls were spotted inside an example of a group chat recently, and it was a conversation about live location sharing rolling out to the app. So somebody spotted the icons for voice and video chat within a group. So the speculation is that WhatsApp will soon expand video and voice calling to group conversations, which does seem to be the trend. All of the other messaging platforms are doing that. So it's not, it's, it's speculative, but it's not out, outside the realm of possibility. On a separate note, the Facebook, um, uh, publisher uh, team, I forget what their official name is, um, has published some new, what they're calling news feed guidelines for publishers and publishers really are any of us that publish content on Facebook. Um, you're going to want to check it out at facebook.com slash help slash publisher slash news feed guidelines. They, they talk about how the news feed actually works. They talk about the values and signals that the newsfeed considers when it's choosing to rank what they're calling stories. And they don't mean Facebook stories. They mean any post that you do. And then they go ahead and they give some strategies and principles to help increase the likelihood that your content will be seen inside of the newsfeed. Now, this is 
this is kind of all um, part of this next story ties directly into this. It's really part of legislation that's coming from the United States government. So, Kim, why don't you explain what this next story is? Okay, well, Twitter is taking dramatic steps to increase the transparency on all ads on Twitter. And this new industry-leading transparency center that they've created will provide greater visibility into who's advertising on Twitter, the campaign details about the creative timing and ad targeting for these ads. So this is something that we saw and we were talking about a couple of weeks ago with Facebook, like, hey, we might soon have a playbook into our competitor's ad strategy. Well, Twitter, in an effort to be more transparent, is also going to be providing much of the same type of data to us. So as marketers, we have an advantage, a potential advantage to really see what other companies are doing as far as their advertising. But it's all just really goes back to that initiative to improve transparency and not allow the same type of, you know, scuttlebutt or whatever that happened with Russia earlier. Exactly. And it's going live first in the United States. And then for our last news item, Kim, which is pretty exciting news. Oh, yeah. So Google has announced that Gmail users can now do more from their inbox with new third-party add-ons like Asana, Trello, Dialpad, other partners. Um, so now directly from within your inbox in Gmail, you can do things like track projects, connect with customers, like, you know, CRM, connect with customers, um, create invoices. You can create Trello cards, all of this directly from within Gmail. You don't even have to leave. So that's pretty exciting. That is really exciting um, because so many of these tools that we use are all in separate tabs and stuff like that. So if we can add mm -hmm. these add-ons and, you know, and I don't know if it's just for corporate accounts or if it's for the free Gmail accounts. My guess is it's probably for the corporate accounts, but I'm not 100%. Yeah G, yeah, G Suite Marketplace is what they're calling it. Yeah. So um, it, it also includes DocuSign, Rike, and there's just a whole mm -hmm. huge list of – of apps that now directly integrate. And what that I think that means is I think it just kind of looks like it's built into the interface and it would make you mm -hmm. make it easier for you to kind of make sure that if you need to get your Trello card updated, you don't have to actually go to Trello. You can just do it right within the Gmail thing, which is really, really cool. Right. All right. Well, listen, folks, that's our show this week. Uh, we just want to thank you so much. Uh, a couple, of, I want to tell you a couple things, but before I do, I want to give a shout out to Grace Duffy, who is our um, show producer, and also Jeff C, who's handling simulcast today. Um, a couple of closing things. If you're new to the show, get it on your calendar, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show, or listen on the podcast. You can find the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher by simply searching for Social Media Marketing Talk Show or Social Media Examiner. Those podcasts drop every Sunday evening. The live show is every Friday morning. Um, don't forget to check out The Journey, which is our brand new episodic TV show that you can find on YouTube and or on Facebook, journey.show. We'll get you there. And the last thing is Social Media Marketing World 2018. Get your ticket. Join the community of amazing people. We hope to have 5,000 fellow marketers in San Diego. And secret, secret, don't tell anyone. 
we just launched a $197 option that the rest of the world doesn't know about yet. Visit smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. Last request, if you like the show, hit the share button. And with that, we're going to say goodbye to all of our folks over on YouTube. Goodbye to everyone on Periscope. Goodbye to everyone on Facebook. Thank you guys so much for watching the show every week. We love you. We appreciate you. And we are now officially in the after show in the final two minutes of this segment. What did you think about the news this week, Kim? I, it was a it was a pretty interesting news week. I think there's a lot of uh, legislative kind of things happening, which is interesting and going to be I love all the live video access. stuff, man. If that live video producer oh, thing comes yeah. out, and, yes. and and just imagine having okay a Mevo Plus and the live video producer, right? And you got your little camera set up in your studio, and it's going to look so freaking cool. I mean, like it's I'm so excited. I bet you Joel Com has already ordered his. I don't know if he's still here in the room yet, but Probably. he's such a tech. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about the Mevo Plus. I mean, like right now, you guys, I have a cameraman who has to follow me all over the place to do my show. How cool if I just had a selfie stick with a Mevo Plus on it, you know? <laughs> I mean, you think about how all the cool things, how it could pan and zoom and all this kind of stuff. I mean, we're getting towards an age where these things are going to fly in the air. Like, what if they put one of these on a drone, Kim? Wouldn't that be cool? Maybe cool, maybe kind of creepy. You know, just imagine it flying around you, panning and zooming and stuff. I mean, we're going to be yeah. able to have what looks like totally professional um, things. Well, listen, folks, we thank you so much for joining us uh, for another great week. We will be back with you next week. We're going to go ahead and end this show so you all can go buy your, your Mevos or or get on uh, Instagram and start going live with a friend. And uh, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more Social Media Insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.